0: Chapter forty seven of the Emancipation of South America by Bartolome Mitre, translated by William Pilling. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pietr The Abdication of San Martin eighteen twenty two During the absence of San Martin at Guayaquil, an event had occurred at Lima which must have confirmed him in his intention of retiring from public life. The people had risen against the government, and though the movement was not directed against him, it showed him the instability of his power. Before his departure, the Council of State had consulted him as to what they should do in case of the death or incapacity of his delegate Torretagle. San Martin left with them a sealed paper, in which he appointed General Alvarado to the post in case it became vacant. On the twenty fifth of july fifty citizens of lima at the instigation of riva aguero presented a petition to torretagle asking him to dismiss his minister Monteagudo whose tyrannical procedures and private immoralities had disgusted everyone at the same time they addressed a note to the municipality asking them for support in delivering the city and the country at large from quote, the oppression and despotism under which they suffered end quote, and one of their number was sent to notify the government that in case this petition was not complied with, they would convene an open cabildo. Riva Aguero, who was president of the municipality, acceded to their request, and demanded the immediate imprisonment of the obnoxious minister. Government replied that they would take the matter into consideration next day at half-past ten at night the people assembled in crowds at the gates of the municipal building and round the government house calling loudly for the deposition of the minister monteagudo resigned the municipality demanded his imprisonment which was decreed and monteagudo remained under arrest in his own house meantime the army remained quietly in barracks alvarado not choosing to interfere although he wrote to the municipality that if these orders continued he might be compelled to take steps to restore tranquillity but the popular excitement day by day increased as one of their own leaders said the peace-loving peruvians appeared to have changed into raging lions National sentiment was aroused against the foreigners who ruled them, Republican sentiment against the monarchical proposals of the government, fly-sheets of the most seditious tendencies circulated from hand to hand. On the 29th the municipality again met and demanded the banishment of Monteagudo. He was banished. On the 20th of August San Martin returned and was received with enthusiasm by the people. Riva Aguero and the principal leaders presented themselves and assured him of their adhesion, but he was not deceived. He saw that they were tired of his rule, that the army was no longer devoted to him, that he had erred in the choice of his deputy and of his ministers, and that he himself was no longer necessary, and might even become an obstacle to the complete independence of the country. He could only re-establish his authority by means of repression, which were repugnant to him. He preferred to leave the Peruvians to work out their destiny for themselves. Then it was that he wrote the memorable letter to Bolivar, of which mention was made in the last chapter. Also he wrote to O'Higgins, alleging bad health as the cause of his retirement. I'm tired of hearing them call me tyrant, that I wish to make myself king, emperor, the devil. On the other hand, my health is broken. This climate is killing me my youth was sacrificed to the service of spain my manhood to my own country i think i have now the right to dispose of my old age twenty-five years later the publication of his letter to bolivar disclosed the true motive of his retirement he sacrificed himself from duty and from necessity and kept silence but he did not purpose to leave peru defenceless He set to work with the greatest activity to place the army on the best possible footing at the end of august he had more than eleven thousand men under arms and expected one thousand men from chile to join in an expedition against the intermediate ports and drew up a plan for the next campaign which would probably have been decisive if he had led the troops himself on the twentieth of september eighteen twenty two the first constituent congress of peru was installed with great pomp san martin in its presence took off the bicoloured sash he wore as the emblem of his authority made a short speech laid six folded sheets of paper upon the table and retired amid the plaudits of the assembly the first sheet being opened was found to be a renunciation of all future command Congress passed a vote of thanks, quote, to the first soldier of liberty, quote, and named him Generalissimo of the land and naval forces of the Republic, with a pension of $12,000 a year. San Martin accepted the title and the pension, but refused to serve, giving good reasons, therefore, my presence in Peru, after the powers I have wielded, would be inconsistent with the dignity of Congress, and with my own i have kept the promise i made to peru but if some day her liberty be in danger i shall glory in joining as a citizen in her defence congress then voted him the title of founder of the liberty of peru with the right to wear the sash he had laid down and with the rank of captain-general decreed to him the same pension as washington had enjoyed that a statue should be erected to him with inscriptions commemorative of his services, that a bust of him should be placed in the national library he had established, and that he should receive all the honors due to one of the actual executive. Up to this time, San Martin had said no word to anyone of his intentions to leave the country, but that same evening at his country house he told Guido, who had gone there with him, guido expostulated with him and tried all means to dissuade him from his intentions till at last he told him in confidence his real reasons for going there is not room in peru for both Bolivar and myself he will shrink from nothing to come to peru it may not be in my power to avoid a conflict if i am here let him come so that america may triumph it shall not be san martin who will give a day of delight to the enemy It was ten o'clock. His orderly announced that all was ready. The general embraced his faithful friend, mounted on horseback, and rode away through the darkness. Next morning, Guido found a letter of farewell from him lying at the head of his bed, and Alvarado received another. But San Martin had embarked that same night on the brig Belgrano, and had left Peru forever. All that he took with him were the one hundred and twenty doubloons, the standard of Pizarro, and the golden bell of the Inquisition of Lima. In Chile he had the farm which had been given him, and a small sum of money left with a friend, most of which was lost. The government of Peru, hearing of his poverty, sent him two thousand dollars, with which, after an illness of two months in Chile, he crossed to Mendoza early in 1823 and while living there as a farmer heard of the banishment of o'higgins and of the death of his own wife the reasons for his sudden departure were for long a mystery to all except to bolivar and to guido some looked upon it as an act of self-abnegation some as one of desertion time has solved the problem the step was taken after mature reflection and was the result of deep insight into his own character into those of the men about him, and into surrounding circumstances. Bolivar was master of the situation, he recognized this fact, and left the field open for him to put the seal to their joint labors in his own way. On the night of his departure he issued a farewell address to the Peruvian people, in which no mention was made of these facts. He gave no sufficient reason for so leaving them, and this caused much obloquy to be thrown upon his name but he did so wittingly, for the disclosure of the true character of Bolivar would have predisposed the Peruvians against him, and his aid was necessary to their complete deliverance. The public life of San Martin ends here, but the remains of the army, which he had organized for the liberation of Chile, continued its glorious career in Peru until the emancipation of South America was accomplished. End of chapter 47